You don't sound autistic. Well, uh, what does an autistic person Wait. sound like? You're autistic? Yeah, I'm telling you that. You don't even look autistic. But, but we're talking about... Yeah, but, but I don't buy it. But I, I was diagnosed with autism and ADHD and anxiety and depression. You don't sound autistic. Welcome back to another episode of You Don't Sound Autistic. I'm Blake. And I'm Rochelle. And I'm autistic. And I'm not. And we, of course, have a little bit of business to do at the beginning of each episode. I'd like to remind everyone to subscribe to the podcast on your preferred platform so you can be notified of the newest episodes when they're released. Don't forget to join the Facebook group. That's right. We have a Facebook group just for you, autistic folks, people that have a neurodiverse child or neurodiverse in other ways. Join the group. Join the conversation. It is You Don't Sound Autistic YDSA on Facebook. Welcome uh, to all of our listeners from all over the country. That's the United States, where we are. And all over the world, we'd like to thank everyone again for contributing to the Facebook page and the Facebook Facebook group. And, uh, you know, a lot of times we, we kind of... We take advantage. We're gonna, we're gonna. If you, if you say something interesting, we, you know, we might use it. And I think uh, I have something on this particular episode where I'm gonna reference something someone said from the group, and it could be you. You, you never know. So maybe if you have a question that you'd like answered, or just something you'd like to hear us cover, or um, some thought for yourself. I mean, like listening to us brings up some reflection for you and you want to share where the group to share it with like let us know everyone's experience is a little bit different and we definitely want to hear from you that's right and rochelle has a spiel that she likes now oh, to sh- give at the beginning of each episode and she just said oh shit so i don't think that means she's prepared like me <laughs> i have it i have it i just i write a lot of why don't you just i because i don't speak have from it. the heart yeah i wrote it better You Don't Sound Autistic is a mental and emotional health awareness podcast. Each week, we do our best to represent both neuro perspectives and talk about the continual discovery process of life on the spectrum. Our goal is to illuminate, uncover, and transparently discuss life with multiple diagnoses within multiple generations of neurodiversity, kind of like our family. We follow an open, unscripted conversational format that represents the real-life back-and-forth communication and collaboration process. If you aren't raising the next generation, you'll find the comparison of the age groups helpful in seeing the more hidden patterns in the DNA of your lifestyle and lineage. Diagnoses. (gasps) Diagnoses. It doesn't... It's not a fucking word, dude. Okay, it doesn't You can't add as many you can add as many S's as you want, <laughs> but it doesn't make it more of a word. Okay, well it doesn't you know, I, I get confused with that one because the word Proprio contraceptive. <laughs> Is that the word that you used last episode? No. I'm gonna start using that. <laughs> if you'd like to prevent yourself from having an ugly child, <laughs> use a proprio contraceptive. You know, I get nervous when I read. Or don't be ugly. My dyslexia kicks in and all of a sudden I go off of memory and my memory of that word is not right. Okay. So I pull from an incorrect database every time. I don't know what to tell you. I don't either. You are neurodiverse. Maybe maybe we should say, I'm Blake and I'm Rochelle and I'm autistic and I'm special. (laughs) (laughs) You know, dyslexic. And I'm undiagnosed. (laughs) 
Special. Well, I, um, yeah, whatever. Did you just say dick? No, I was trying to say multiple things, but dyslexia is what I was trying to say. Actually is all by itself. I mean, it qualifies as being a neurodiversity because of what it does to the brain and how it affects. You're not on the spectrum. You're on the rectum. (laughs) Because you're dyslexic. (laughs) That's bad. Um, Oh, Okay. It's, it's not easy. Anyways, go ahead. All right. I got crap to talk about. No oh, pun do. intended. You do. I do. And um, like you, I'm going to read, but I'm, gonna, I'm not going to sound like I'm reading. Mm. I, I did better that time. Hi, I am Rochelle, and I am very not reading right now. That's how I sounded three episodes ago. That's okay. I wanted to talk about um, an awkward conversation I had with a woman. Mm. So tell me what I did wrong, but keep it to yourself. <laughs> so she went to Takaria Tsunami after work. Oh. Which is a local restaurant. That I love. And we were talking, we were texting, and she said she was about to, and I quote, inhale some avocado egg rolls. Okay. So I said, that sounds pretty good. Inhale, LOL, hungry much? Then the conversation continued for another nine minutes. I looked at, at back at the text messages. Just, we kept talking. Somewhere in the convo, I had said I was frustrated by the work I was doing. So that's where, just for some context. And then after my food comment, nine minutes earlier, she says this. And this is nearly verbatim. Hey, I get you're having a rough day and now isn't the time. Which all I said was, uh, I was like, oh, I'm kind of bored today. I know uh, this isn't the time, but... um. You do this thing, and maybe I'm taking it the wrong way, but I'm kind of butthurt. Do you realize that you food shame people? Like a couple of weeks ago, I made a joke about second breakfast, and you were all like, what are you, a hobbit? You're eating again? Or some shit. And just now, when you were all inhale hungry much, dude, just icky. I mean, I get that I'm fat, but I'm still relatively hot. So I'm going to eat what I want and get rid of you. It was fun, yo. Whoa. I tried to respond by apologizing, but she's now ghosting me. So what did I do wrong? I thought she had made a joke, so I joked back. So is this a me thing or a her thing? This is a her thing. I really wish that we could take calls, but y'all are welcome to comment on the Facebook group. You don't sound autistic, YDSA. I'm going to vote that this is a her thing. Okay. I'm, I mean, I'm hearing, it sounds like two things to me wrapped into one. Do you food? That's right. Her wrapped in some avocado egg rolls. <laughs> okay. Just for the record, everyone, he does not prep me on this. I do not get a <laughs> preview of the night's conversation. So um, my, this is my authentic reaction. There are two things here. Right. Let's hear it. One, you are not food shaming her. You First are. First of all, I thought, I thought she was. I thought she said second breakfast, which is a fucking reference to Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Which that's why I said, "What are you, a Hobbit?" Right. You know, and 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 if you say I'm about to devour this chocolate cake, then I'm gonna say like, "Wow, are you hungry?" Like how is I'm not like hey fatty I didn't say anything about her weight I never and and have honestly have you seen her have I seen her you, yes we went on four dates 
Wow. And that's how she reacted? Yeah. And has weight ever come up? This doesn't matter, but has weight ever come up during your dates? No. So it's just, okay. So then I, I stand by my assessment. She she told you exactly why. She she has her own insecurities about her weight. She can't take the joke. And so... And she's, by the way... I took that comedy class that yeah. if anyone's been listening knows that I took the comedy class. Right. And I posted the videos on face on, on the Facebook group. Um, she took the same comedy class. So she is in her in her. She is also a quote unquote stand up comic. <laughs> OK. Yeah. But see, the thing about it is stand up comedy, any kind of comedy, it doesn't matter if professional or not. You always pick a point of vulnerability because vulnerability is funny. The problem with picking vulnerability to make it funny is that it's also your biggest trigger. So you have to be someone, if you're going to actually stand there and and be a comedian or tell jokes or participate in jokes, you can't use your vulnerability to start a joke and then back down and blame the other person when they continue the joke, which is what it sounds like happened to me. So that is a a perfect example of pure projection. Now, you do have similar, um, what's the right words? Like, like your insecurities, insecurities about, yeah, your own weight. And, um, so at this point, when you you don't always pick food to go back and forth on, so but I find I wouldn't if if I was like, yo, I'm about to go down on this cheeseburger. Yeah, if you opened the door, you would take the joke. Like I keep that door closed because I don't want anyone talking about my. Well, weights. but that's the point, and so you you don't that comes through, and what I heard is that your own insecurity about weight comes through in the conversation. But you weren't projecting your insecurities about weight into the conversation, although it sounded like she did. And I have to admit that that's not a common what I I actually have a couple of clients that do this on a regular basis because they're not understanding how reflection works. And this is a really important topic to bring up because the the active reflection is that we take some part of our personality and, and we put it out there in the world and usually we bounce it off of a person. How they react allows us to see ourselves. It's reflective. Okay. So in that moment, she's playing back and forth on this and she didn't like the way you came back because it was, you probably, the way it sounded to me was that you delivered a response in the same tone that she gave it and she didn't like it. So she thinks I'm guessing she thinks that she dropped a boundary on you and stood up for herself it was all like look at me I'm gonna stand up for myself and I'm gonna push this energy away because I don't like it what what I think she's failing to understand is that it's her own attitude <laughs> she's supposed to push away and for and and upgrade not the person that's reflecting it back to her I think that's where she's getting a little confused which means she's just gonna rinse and repeat this problem multiple times and it's she's probably rinsed and repeated this problem several times before you yeah maybe i mean my my whole thing is that as a person that identifies as autistic sure (laughs) because i am um i 
I was I, I was like my my first thought was like I need to ask everybody I know if I fucked up somehow because in my brain we were joke like you say like second breakfast the you know the smoked meats are quite palatable you did not screw up now you have the ability to drop career enders you have the ability to I never career ended her no and that's my point it it doesn't sound like you i mean she, if she walked away over that that you dodged a bullet i mean so i talked to my mom about this and i feel like i'm going to get in trouble for saying this and i feel l- let me just say to all I, I am not thin so let me just preface this i mean dude we're on the bit. we're on the the back side of the two years of covid i don't think any of us are thin no i know that's probably true but i was talking to my mom and i was like i was trying to be a, the bigger person i was like but never mind she was the bigger person <laughs> did you say that to my mom yeah hell yeah did she laugh of course she did your mom has the your mom is one of the best sense of humor senses of humor of anyone i know she's not thin either <laughs> none of us are thin But it was funny, and so I said it. But I don't have that's I don't have a joke filter. I really like in the in the moment. Like if if I'm getting if I'm gonna go on stage and say something, that's a completely different. It's filtered. Yeah, that's different because you're sitting there and you're writing, you're rewriting, you're doing all that. Uh, And then sometimes you still say things (laughs) that get you in trouble. But um, yeah, I I just I thought that was kind of funny. But, uh, you know, I, I just want to make sure I don't want any if any of our listeners are sensitive about their weight, like hopefully you're like me and you're just like, oh, I think we're all sensitive about our weight. I mean, someone actually I know, told but I'm just saying I, I, I don't I, my my goal with with humor is in no way ever to offend anybody. Right, but I feel true. like I, I'll never forget. I went to see a comedy show. With my friend Richard, we went to go see some comedian. Like, God, what's his name? I can't think of his name. But uh, one of his openers was in a wheelchair. And all his jokes mm-hmm. were about being in a wheelchair. And he was really funny. And everyone in the audience was kind of afraid to laugh at first. Because we're like, are we allowed to laugh at this? Right. Of course you are. It's like Josh Blue, like trying to get over that. Oh, because he's uh, got cerebral palsy. Right. Yeah. Good pull for. Thank you. I know. Wait, did you did you pull that because you know I've talked about him before? Or you. I watched seen... that that season with you. Oh, you're talking about. We uh, have a decade of TV history together. Like I watched um, it with you. Last Comic Standing is that what right. it was called? Yeah. 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 No, yeah, I yeah, thought that, it was amazing, but, but the same hilarious. thing happens, you know, because, and this is happening with autism as well, and, and not just autism, but people are talking about it. There's a lot of TikTokers talking about ADHD. I actually saw on YouTube today, this morning, I think, a, um, a, a gentleman who actually has Tourette's, and Tourette's is a neurodiversity, um, and he became aware of someone on TikTok who was faking Tourette's, and he did one of those, like, let me let me watch i don't know the the side by side you know where like is it that girl that was i don't know the there was there was a girl yeah she was faking Tourette's and so he had her video up and then his react i guess it's a reaction video and he kept pausing it to to show how fake it was and to explain the realities of like what Tourette's really is and so i and i was really proud of him for coming forward because Tourette's dyslexia a dyscalculia dysgraphia um 
you know, anxiety, depression, ADHD, ADD, there's like seven different types of ADHD. Um, these are all under the umbrella. I feel like I'm really missing one. Um, but whatever. So the, but the more that we can bring awareness to the realities of these, you know, challenges, we are also by the nature of the way human people are is that we also find human like we look to be able to flip it around so something that causes us pain is also going to bring us humor and it takes a maturity point to get to where you can appreciate you know what you're dealing with and then be able to to find the humor in it and and it's not a process everyone is is in the same space with because before you can find the humor in something as sensitive as a neurodiversity first you have to understand it and you have to like kind of come to terms and appreciate it for what it is and its complexities and how it changes your life and you know before you can get to that point it can be kind of traumatic to go through the reveal of things and it's really traumatic when you find someone faking it and making fun of it so I think the only people who really can stand up and and usher in that new era would be folks like yourself as an autistic comedian and um, this opener you were talking about and Josh Blue. Like, But to loop that back. Well, I was just going to pause you because you made me think of something. Yeah. Um, is it Mark Twain? talking like old ancient literature uh, he was known to be a comedian of his time um comedy plus tragedy or no tragedy plus time equals comedy i think rochelle's going to take a shit I am not. <laughs> <laughs> sorry I this not. is a mental I health pad that's a men- mental health podcast i just needed my inhaler. i'm sorry she just needed her inhaler Tragedy, comedy, what? Um, it's tragedy plus time equals comedy. Okay, that fits the formula I was badly representing. It sounds like you're doing something. Never mind. <laughs> trying to breathe. <laughs> yeah, Rochelle's just trying to breathe. She's got like this. It looks it looks like a roll of bubble tape <laughs> gum. You should see the ones my sister have. They, Can I hit that? They kind of look like... <laughs> We we we've been thrown into this world of inhalers. Not all inhalers look different. Look, uh, look different. Not all inhalers look the same. It's really interesting. Okay, you're gonna make me laugh, and I'm gonna go into an asthmatic fit. So I. All right. <clears throat> I had to. Am I being funny tonight or something? <laughs> you're funny all the time. Dude. Oh, okay. But I was gonna mention. Um, you know, you're talking about someone faking, and and, and uh, I've noticed that uh, a lot of. A lot of like on these dating sites, like all these people are like, I have ADHD, I have ADHD. There are way too many people that say they have ADHD than there can possibly be. I disagree. I think that might have been true 50 years ago, but I don't think that's true now. I think the percentage of people with ADHD. No, but it's like I used to be like, oh, I have OCD. Right. But I don't think these people, people are like, oh, I have ADHD. I'm like, um... I mean, I, yeah, but then I'll talk to them and I'm like, you concentrate way too hard. <laughs> you think, don't have enough special interests. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think there's a lot of misunderstanding. I think the challenge is everyone's trying to identify with 
the like everyone's trying to figure out why they are the way they are. Okay, everybody. I'm just saying having ADHD now is becoming like it's, a, it's, it's like a thing. Like, uh, ooh, it's cool. It's like when remember like when you used to be called four eyes and now you wear glasses and it's not a big deal. Yeah, that's kind of where we are. Well, anxiety as well. Um, but I do think that everybody everybody gets anxious. Everybody gets a little bummed out. I remember this uh, biology teacher I had and I was in the same middle school. That's not accurate at all. Uh, it was in junior college. And uh, hey, stop kicking my microphone. Sorry. Um, I like falling asleep. And he, uh, he said the most happy, the happiest and most successful people are a little bit depressed sometimes. Which took me a minute to figure that out. But basically what that is, is that you need a little bit of that underlying feeling of ugh to get your ass. Because, you know, like if you're just sitting around doing nothing all day and you're feeling okay about it, like you're never going to accomplish anything. So you have to get off your ass and... When you're really, really depressed, like, uh, say, me, like today, you know, I I just try to focus on my time with, with Declan and have, like, the best possible time with him, and then you take him away from me, <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'm like, man, oh, man, I really don't want to do anything, and, like, he kind of... Uh, I feel motivated because I want to be a positive influence on him. And I don't want him to see me being like negative and, and whatnot. So he leaves and I'm like, I'm be all the negative I want to be because I don't have any other reason not to be. Except your own state of... Ah, get out of here. <laughs> I mean, but no, seriously, like your own experience in life is also... Okay, so it's really interesting. I'm not quite sure where to start. What you just said. Uh-oh, did I just get myself in trouble? No, it, I, well, we'll see. Did I say something sexist? No. But what you <laughs> did say is that because of the reflective nature of being around him, right, you want to reflect back the best version of yourself. So you find the motivation to kind of put on your happy face. Now, I know that, you know, putting on your happy face is not fixing depression. Let's be clear. I know that. I'm not suggesting that it is. But for those hours that you have him, you are not feeling as depressed. You're distracted from your depression. You're actually slowing the momentum down. I'm not distracted from it. Let me be clear. It's not like you're not still depressed. I know that, but you're not feeding the depression. As soon as he leaves, I'm now just- you're feeding it. Okay. But that's what you said. You're like, I can be as negative as I want. That's feeding it. Now, you have to... I'm not saying that like, ooh, now I get to be negative. I'm just saying like, uh, like now I can... Right. Because you've lost the reflection back. So now the only person you have to reflect back to you is your own self, which means it's so easy to not reflect back when you're by yourself. There was another point I was trying to make earlier and I never even got a chance to get to it. Uh, okay. Well, because you were talking about the, th- can you keep your thought in your head while I sure. make this comment? You're, is this back to Mark Twain? No, this is about the fake Twitter person. 
the person faking that they had Tourette's. Yes. There's a comedian, and I recommend you look him up just because I follow a lot of comedians, and he's a younger dude, and, well, I guess maybe he's not that much younger. <laughs> he's 30. <laughs> 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 but he's young. Okay, that's fair. He's a baby. Um, name is Drew Lynch, and he was on America's Got Talent, and he has a stutter, so which is not obviously you know something that would be covered under the umbrella of neurodiversity, but it is a speech impediment, and it is something that people fake. Yeah. I myself, in the old days when you could make jokes about shit, Mm-hmm. <laughs> would do different impressions and one of them I would do like a stuttering thing. And so people, the reason I mention it is that people are like, oh, your stutter's gotten better. They said this to you? No, no, no. To him. To him. Okay. And he's talked about it on stage. Okay. That people are like, oh, you don't stutter as much now. Like he'll do these videos and he doesn't stutter always. And then people are like, oh, so you don't stutter all the time, so you don't really have a stutter, so that when you really stutter, then you're faking it. You're faking it? Well, we're just That's talking, you're just talking about this TikTok person. People accuse him of, okay, so those are ignorant people who need to just. First of all, let me just say, he's really funny. Good. And if, check out some of his videos, like I said, his name is Drew Lynch. He's uh, a funny dude, but um, that aside, it's to to me i don't i don't quite understand the something like a stutter can be overcome it can be over it's still a huge it is an obstacle but my point is okay (laughs) here's a deep cut here's a deep cut have you ever seen the movie the cable guy uh no okay he has a lisp Okay. Jim Carrey's character has a lisp. Uh-huh. It's a, it's another speech impediment. Sure. And so it's something you can overcome. Stuttering is something you can overcome. Did you ever see the King's something? The movie with the guy? Yeah. There's the, the King thing. Damn it. I can't think of the name of the movie. It's a good one. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter. You're <laughs> right. But the point I is mean, that they say that like singing, sure. they actually show people that if you have a, if the people that stutter, they if you sing, then you can... I mean, you're, you're talking your about... Re- but my point is you can't you can't overcome... You can't cure... We talked about this before. Right. You, you don't, can't cure autism. You can't cure ADHD. Any there of no the There are no magic fucking pills. No. You can... You can, especially with autism. Uh, with ADHD, there are medications. There are medications for anxiety. There are medications for depression. But the real thing that you can do is therapy, exercise, eating better, and... Really, it is about changing your state of mind. Rochelle is trying to convince me of this all the time. She's trying to tell me I need to change my state of mind, which is easier said than done. Oh, it's not. She's easy. over here cha- changing her state of mind all the time. I don't know what the hell she's doing. She's she's rubbing avocado oil all <laughs> over her no. self or no. something. I was gonna say no. where specifically, but I won't. <laughs> I don't even own. I guess I don't that. know what you're doing, but I'm just saying. <laughs> What were you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am working hard on changing my state of mind. And Did I, you just say hard on? Uh, not intentionally. They were two separate Sorry, I've words. been watching Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> oh, I hate that show. I've, no, I have been. I appreciate you saying that. No, I, and, I'm, and the thing about it that drives me a little bit crazy is that everything that's out there that helps you 
identify your state of mind and then a, and then change it is not written for the literal and the logical. It's written with terms that are largely conceptual. And the people that are teaching it have these ideas in their mind and they're portraying feelings and they're portraying, you know, the end result, but they're not necessarily providing really logical steps to get there. And so it leaves a lot of room for interpretation and it gets really confusing really fast. So I have a lot of um, neurodiversity in my inner circle and I spend a lot of my time translating what the hell these guys are talking about to my inner circle who's working really hard to implement some of these changes because um, their states of mind have been through hell and back just like all of ours and and it's been a really interesting process because I sit there and I, I see how many extra steps these experts are missing to speak to the logical and the literal and I'm I'm working on I'm thinking of, I don't know it's from what I understand we as an entire globe of people have been through thousands of years of living in fight or flight. This is not, I kept saying 100, 150 years. I'm way off. It's been like a long time. So over that many generations. People have had to have had neurodiversity in their families since the beginning. You have to remember that the um, we didn't live very long for many generations. We had shorter lives. So... When you pack a full... Shorter people, too. We had... Exactly. So, the re, why is it all happening right now? That's a question I've been trying to answer for a while. I blame the internet. No. But it is... Uh, it's an evolutionary question, and there's a lot of really smart people working on it, and when they figure it out, I'll let you know. But I think it's a combination of things. Our food is the worst it's ever been because we've industrialized it. We've chemicalized it back before you know we were actually eating food we grew like it wasn't quite now we didn't preserve it so we were we had preservation issues and we were eating rotten food but at least rotten food didn't have all the chemicals in it so we're also living much longer it's just it's a very interesting combination of things you know to bring us forward to 2022 but it has been going on for generations and generations and generations it's just been building but it takes a while to wire and fire a brain in a certain way but it actually there's neuroscientists working on how to re I don't like the word retrain your brain. I just think that's so ugh. something Rochelle would say. <laughs> it's not retrain I mean I understand the concept of ret again retraining is a concept and and that's what makes it a struggle for me because it it's it sounds so elusive like retraining your brain comes with this understanding that that you trained it to be that way in the first place and I think that's where they're missing it all is that we don't have a great cultural explanation for the fact that the way that we've we have taught each other our parents and grandparents how we have taught how they have taught us to think and feel about daily life is the training that they're talking about retraining but yet it's that same way of speaking is that same dismissing your feelings it's it's all the assholes in your family that told you that you were lazy and stop complaining and you just want to be special and you know there's nothing really wrong with you Blake like come on just buck up and get to work you know why is this taking you so long all that that is the rhetoric and they they're telling you what they were told it's it's that kind of emotional dismissal it's that kind of 
um, redirect that's dishonest. It's this whole social development of, pre, pre, of what's the word? Like when you pretend, you pretend to have this, this version of a life. And then, you know, all the centuries that were like, oh, keeping up with the Joneses and, and don't fall apart in public and don't air your dirty laundry and basically be a fake version of yourself on the outside so that you socially fit into this world. But then that's a mask. Exactly. If we actually peeled back the generations of society and you looked at how long we have been teaching each other to mask, it's scary. The mask is the problem. And so when they say retrain your brain, and I'm like, you guys aren't even understanding. I get, I get the neurology, but tell the truth. Take the, every single person, neurodiverse or not, is wearing masks. The difference is if you wear the neurotypical mask, you get accepted for it. If you wear the neurodiverse mask, you still don't get accepted for it. That's where things went awry. And that's what's created so much trauma. And it's not like there isn't social trauma in the other world as well, but, but there's just holistic trauma. And we have not created a safe place for people to be themselves. And I think that's really evident in the way you started the whole op- episode with a, what sounded like a very casual conversation over food that got... And I thought she was like going to invite me to meet her after work or something like, Hey, I'm about to inhale these egg rolls. And I was like, what else does she want to inhale? <laughs> Sorry. Too soon. Too tsunami. Oh, cause it was called <laughs> tsunami. Too s- One of my favorite places. I don't um, know why you like that place so much. I don't know. I, 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 I never order food, but I ordered from them the other day. Um, the day I had this and I couldn't talk. And or I couldn't cook. And you had this. Nobody knows what the hell this is. I wasn't gonna go into it. Yeah, but you can't just say the the day I got this. Okay. Rochelle is one of those tattoo people. <laughs> I am, I am, and currently in the process of a of a correction piece. So. Yeah, she had my name tattooed on her arm, and now she's just gonna get a huge penis to cover it up. <laughs> None of that is true, but I couldn't cook that night. It was the first night of my tattoo healing process. And so I was like, I'm going to treat myself because I never order food and it wasn't as good. So now combined with my experience that night and the story uh, from you, that just confirms I'm probably going to find a different place to treat myself at. All right. Sounds good. All right. I got more stuff to cover. Cool. Um, Let me see. I covered that. I did. Next bit, here we go. This next bit comes from Bill on the Facebook's oh, Facebook yeah. group. So thank you, Bill, for commenting. Uh, Bill was talking about how you said I would do better if I let people know what I need. Mm-hmm. Which so, is exactly what we're trying to teach Declan right now. I'm not done. <laughs> so this is what Bill said. And I think it could be very helpful. Mm-hmm. I used to get calls from an associate. Now, these could have been handled with a 20-second question and a 10-second answer. But he would ask me if I was busy, and I would say no. Now, this is coming directly from Bill's... uh, I thought he wrote this beautifully, yeah. ...comment on Facebook. Then he would start on a 30-minute dialogue with nothing relevant to the project (laughs) and then a 15-minute history of everything leading up to the 20-second question. Here's where it gets better. That's me, not him. One time I responded, I'm working on something, but what do you have? He immediately got down to the question. 
So after that, I kept responding the same way. After about six times, it took him six times, I guess. After about six times when he called, he would say, he would say, I know you're busy, but do you have a minute? We quickly had the problem taken care of. Uh, he also mentioned something about looking into getting Declan a balance bike. Oh, yeah. But that he might be too young. So I just wanted to thank you again, Bill, for that comment on the Facebook group. I think we have a balance bike for him. You just have to raise the seat. But, uh, you know, we talked about that. We talked about, you know, not to get into too much detail, but um, I am having work issues uh, beyond the normal work issues. These are like beyond your control post-COVID issues. Yeah. Yeah. But... uh, just the regular work stuff, like people coming up to me and what is what there is something about neurotypical people like spit it out, Jill. <laughs> because get the, to the fucking point, dude. Um, because the truth of the matter is that, and this is according to me, but I have watched neurotypical coworkers in every industry that I've worked in, which is several many in corporate environments and I, it is their way of not focusing. It's their way of quote unquote conversationally using time where they don't have to sit and focus and they extend stories and they, they bring in all these details that you don't need. And most of it is, I think it's probably 60% ego of being like, look at me, look what I've done. And 40% not being able to succinctly address the problem because they want to prolong the process of it. Um, People just like chit chat. Well, they, they love chit chat. Oh my god, dude! There's there's someone at my office. Mm-hmm. I always I and I and and I don't know how because I don't really have any, especially with all the crap going on now. I don't really have the ability to walk up and go, hey, get back to work. Oh. Which I was able to do at my other job. Yeah, you don't have power in this place. You're you're a you're in leadership, but you do not have power. No. I, I'm sorry about I'm like the Queen of England. <laughs> I'm actually I look good in a speedo <laughs> but I don't have any power. Um I I she does actually not look think good in a speedo, by the way. I think that some of the stress that you're experiencing is because the universe is trying to push you out of a place that no longer supports you, and I don't think ever really supported you, but at least it gave you a safe place to go for Unlike a year. Unlike the Speedo. <laughs> supports me just great. It actually supports you better than this job has. And to be fair, this job is also representative of a decade-old career. So, like, it's time. It is time to end the why story. Everything that you thought you were who you thought you were going to be and the dreams that you built when you were in your teens and 20s they're over that's right it's not they're not thanks thanks, michelle they're not my dreams are done no listen to me they're not innovated enough they're not upgraded enough they don't reflect i tried to be a porn star they kicked kicked me out my penis is too big oh well (laughs) different problem they don't, your old dreams are fine. And, and again, I'll go back to this word conceptually. Like you don't have to lose the idea of being creative, which is the underground of your dreams, but specifically how you do it and how you get there. You created those dreams before your brain was even done developing. Like
with or without neurodiversity, you you were in your teens and twenties. Like I was seven years old. Well, then there you go. It is, and I still have those same dreams. Don't kill my dreams, dream killer. I'm not killing the dream, Blake. But the way that you built the road to those dreams, I'm not dreaming right. Is what you say. I'm saying you have to think with a more innovative, a more creative. Like you, you're using old. I need to use an accent when I go in for job interviews. That I think actually would make a you difference. would yeah, that actually would make instead a difference. Instead of going in there and they're like, "Oh, do you have any questions for me?" and I go, "No." I go, "Nine." No, <laughs> make me not use that one. Well, it's German. I like your Brooklyn your, your Brooklyn accent guy would. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> do you have any uh, you know like parks for working at this dump? <laughs> what can I do? You know, hey. <laughs> I always liked the Brooklyn guy. Or I could do the the Austrian. That's accent. the one I was just going to ask you for. Yes, I could do that. My yeah. second favorite. Yep. I could. Oh well, I don't have any questions, but I was hoping that perhaps we could do a little bit of naked dancing. <laughs> I knew you were going to take it dirty. Don't take it dirty. What did I take it dirty? I'm I already talked about penises. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, Blake, your dreams of being creative and in a world that you in an industry you want to be in, those are fine. But how you get there and the tools that you use to get there, those have to be innovated. And you have to, I, I strongly recommend that you stop trying to find the next stone in the path to get you there. It's like you've got to, it's almost like at this point in time, the world has been through such dramatic shifts. And since 2020, so many people have found the strength and the, uh, and the, and the resources to, Reach out to medical and mental health professionals and gain their diagnosis. So now, and you're one of the, and anyone who even believes that you have identified this core of who you are and why you function the way you do, you now have the pieces in place to say, okay, that is my why story. My why story is because I'm neurodiverse. Why do I always struggle? Why do I feel like I don't fit in? Why do I why do I never feel sure in social situations? Why is because you're neurodiverse. You know that now. So now it's time to separate out the why story and look forward to what's next. You asked the other episode like now what? And it's like, okay, that's a valid response, but instead of now what? Look at it like, hey, what's next? Now you're armed with this information. You s- That's the same question. It's the different vibe, though. No, it's the same exact Now thing. what? Now I'm what not, am I going to do? That's your impression of me? That's how you said it. Do you it. want me to do an impression of you? <laughs> Can you? Yeah, no, you don't. Can you? Uh, no, I can't. Is that? That is not how I sound. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't do it. I'm just saying. I can't do it in front of all these people. Your what's next story is yet to be written, and the thing about it is, just because you have all the tools in your your toolbox, does not mean you have to stay on the same path. You now can jump to different paths and get there in different ways, and mm. employ more creativity because for the first time in your life, you have some answers. Okay, can I go back to something? Sure. Oh shoot, I'm not trying to yawn. It's only because it's uh, in the middle of the night. Um. Going back to what Bill said about a balance bike for Declan, um, he's not too young. We actually, I got, I actually got him a balance bike when he was too young, yeah. back when we were in Colorado, and it's still sitting in a closet. We probably need to donate it because it looks like it's brand spanking new. 
Um, he has an actual uh, a bike, a bicycle now uh, with training wheels, and he has ridden that around, and he does pretty well on it. The balance bike, I think the problem for Declan was um, with his hip flexor yeah he has low muscle tone like he needed i think he needed the pedals to kind of help him and he loves riding his little bike around yeah he did um he has and this is a good thing to bring up actually it's it's not uncommon with neurodiversity um during the brain development stage to see uh reflections of that in different parts of the body and so for him it's always been his left hip i mean from the time he was an infant if if i knew low muscle tone was an early indicator of neurodiversity or um, you know, developmental delays, if you will, I would have then identified his future challenges by the time he was eight months old. And because he couldn't even get that left knee underneath him to crawl on time. He couldn't get his left leg underneath him to walk on time. Like he was late in all those categories. And a lot of it was that low muscle tone. And he still does have to this day, he still walks up the stairs, right foot forward. He still jumps leading from his right foot. Um, he kicked me, he didn't realize how much it was going to hurt. He thought he was playing, but he kicked me in the ribs tonight and man, that freaking right foot. I thought, I thought he was going to like, Hey, I broke a rib, but his left foot didn't even hurt me. Like he doesn't have the strength in that left foot. I'll work on that with him. Next time he kicks you in the ribs, we're going to go in with the (laughs) left foot. (laughs) We'll do it while I still have insurance. Um, well, we tried, and that was one of the challenges with swimming is that even when they do get him in the water and he is kicking. He doesn't kick. He, If we, th- my mom posted, yeah, damn it. I keep <laughs> yawning. Um, My mom, I, I shared some pictures of Declan on my Facebook page and my mom, like, she goes in and she like takes the picture and she like takes a screenshot of it and she reshares it. <laughs> she zoomed it in. She thought she's been all artistic. Why doesn't she just hit the share button? I don't know, because she's trying to zoom in or something. And she's like, oh, look who's swimming. And I was like, yeah, see what happens when she lets him go. <laughs> yeah, he's not swimming. He's barely paddling. She's she's doing all the work. But I That's ta- not swimming. That's falling with style. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Toy Story reference. True. Uh, you know, but he, he really, he can't swim. No, he can't move his hips. So one of his teachers said that... Kicking is all about hip rotation. And that's when I was like, oh, we might need to come out of swimming for a while. Because he can't rotate his hips to go back and forth to kick. Like, we thought it might, it was all sensory in his, and, and it you is. You see these other kids in his same class, and they just literally, like, I was at the, you, you, so we, um, we had two classes back to back. We had a class on Friday and a class on Saturday. I missed both of them. And the class on Friday, new teacher all together. And they're like taking these kids and just tossing them in the water and like hoping they don't drown. And and they didn't do that with Declan, but they did it with like one of the other kids. His little fucker's just like bloop, 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 <laughs> like a little ninja turtle, like swimming across the pool. And I was like, I hope they don't do that with Declan. And because then that would be the end of, of our son and I would be really upset. Oh, yeah, they wouldn't do it. But yeah, he... I have to kick her with my left foot. <laughs> um, yeah, it it just shows he's just not he's just not ready. I don't think he has the muscle development. He's in occupational therapy. He gets an hour on Fridays, um, but it's Which, not enough. That is confusing, by the way. Huh? Because <laughs> for the longest time, I was like, "Why are we trying to get him a job?" 
Oh, occupational therapy? I don't understand why it's called that way at all. I don't under, I don't get Shouldn't it. Shouldn't it be more like physical therapy? No, well, physical therapy is different. Physical therapy is more it okay, so no, no they're they both require four year degrees, but they're they're a different application of muscle movement. And occupational therapy is using more of the neurointegration of how the nerves move the muscles. And physical therapy is like activating the muscles in their specific um, extension and, you know, that process so that you can heal a muscle through its normal range of motion. And occupational therapy is trying to utilize movement to activate brain. the word occupational that screws my brain up. Occupational therapy is the subset that manages the sensory profiles, the sensory, what, and that's why he didn't start speech right away, and they, he was sent to an um, occupational therapist at first because he couldn't focus. And so what they said is because he was having trouble focusing, he needed more time and energy spent on getting um, the coordinated two. movements in his body. Is that not a thing, though? I mean, it was beyond two years old. They know the markers of two years old now. I know. They know the markers at two and a half. They know the marker, and it's not two years old. He was 24 months. Like, they dialed My it. son was one day old, and they diagnosed him with <laughs> autism. Like, that seems crazy to me. As early as 14 And months. I have the diagnosis. It's as early as 14 months because we now have paid attention to what right. the actual developmental milestones are with so much more um, accuracy than what we did in the past generations that now we know when social interactions actually start very early in the developmental phase. And it's one of those things that can be so easily overlooked when you make it through all of the childhood developmental milestones and then autism or you know other neurodiversities don't start showing up until um teens or or adults those ones are so much harder to miss be, or they're so much harder to see because we're not tracking the developmental milestones past really like you know the age of 7 or 8 that's when we really dial into it because there's a whole the z age 0 to 7 it has such critical brain development that that's the piece we zero in on and it's a little bit harder to grab it from eight to t eight to fifteen, a little bit harder. From fifteen, anything in the teens because of the hormones, and then you don't pick it up again really easily in the twenties because life hasn't gotten as difficult as it does in the thirties. So you find a lot more people getting diagnosed in the thirties and forties range than you do in the twenties. I think that's because once you're in your thirties, legally you can grab whatever you want. <laughs> okay, so you didn't hear anything I said after that. Nope, just waiting to make that joke. <laughs> I have one more thing, Kay. and we're running out of time here. Good well, thing, just, good thing I don't get to prepare. What you could prepare all you want. No, I'm just saying if I prepared, we'd need a two-hour show. Oh boy, if you talked by yourself, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> Please don't. So I didn't prepare Rochelle for this, and I don't know where it's going to go. So <laughs> we're going to see how this conversation goes. But I wanted to talk about this. Okay. Um. I wanted to take Declan on a trip to California. <sighs> I could tell she's getting really excited. Nipples are hard. <laughs> um, just mine. And uh, she said no. She said I couldn't take him. So I wanted to talk about that because this is that's you know this is a mental health awareness podcast. 
Okay. Or is this going to require two episodes if we go into this? Because uh, we're already at 51 minutes. I'm definitely going to require a follow-up. Um, however, to be fair, I haven't said no. Oh, so I can take him. I didn't say that. We're still discussing it. Yeah, see? All right. So what did I write? Let me just read what I wrote. <laughs> Shoot. I said, finally, I wanted to talk about why it is not a good idea for me to take Declan to California with me. Let's have an open, polite discussion. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Take it away, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I'm just kidding. I know. It's funny. Why did I... It's funny I... now because we're on, we're on... Oh, it wasn't funny. No, I was trying to express myself and you just got super mad and shut me down. I was like, okay, you get what you want. I'm like, we're not... We're discussing it, I thought. First of all, I hate communicating with people via text because you don't see sarcasm and you don't see my point <laughs> a lot of the time so but you have also stated to me that you don't want to have those conversations in person because you don't have time to read my responses and formulate your answers and you would like the time to do that which is more difficult to do in person so i'm confused as, as to which anyways we'll deal with that later we need a walkie talkie system <laughs> over and out okay okay all right, so explain to everyone why so I can first take of all, why can I take him? Okay, explain some context though, because just saying I want to take Declan to California, which already should make some eyebrows go, Ugh. but explain the rest of it. How many people do you want to see, and how long do you want to be gone? I don't understand how that's relevant, but um, I want to see my brother. Okay. My friend Joey. Okay. My friend Richard. Okay. Friend Michelle, and Michelle, my, not Rochelle. Michelle. Okay. And my niece. Okay, so that's five people. Yeah. And that's in five different cities because nobody lives near each other. I have it planned out in my head. Yes. And how long will it take to travel and get there? A day. Okay. And how many transitions are involved in getting you from your house? I was going to have us be in two, like, nor like two home bases. It's gonna have us being orange. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you get to home base, how do you get there? You gotta fly through the air. How many transitions exist between your front door and the front door of the place you're landing? Two. Uh no. What two are you thinking of? You've seen Dexter. Dexter? I gave, yeah. I give him a little shot to the neck. <laughs> he falls asleep. <laughs> okay. Doesn't hurt anybody. You're doing the Benadryl thing. He wakes up. No, 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 not Benadryl, something a little stronger. Okay. And then he wakes up and he's at his uncle's house. Uh-huh. We hang out. Uh-huh. We go to lunch with my friend. Uh-huh. And then we go to my best friend's place or I Is start in the same day or Airbnb. a different day? No, like a couple days later. Okay. And then at some point we meet my niece for lunch and my friend Michelle for lunch. Okay. So it's two home bases. Yeah. The problem I see, and this is what I was expressing to you offline, the amount of transitions involved in just getting there is already going to take up about 80% of his capacity. Okay? Just getting there. Because I've done this with him. I've taken him for a week-long trip to California. He was I, younger. That it doesn't, doesn't count. matter. He's, it does not matter. I and actually think you have a worse time now because he's old enough to talk back and tell you no and make decisions. And he thinks he gets a chance to make decisions now, which makes it infinitely worse. I can't... 
go into great detail about it because it doesn't exist yet, but there's a certain something that I've been reading that we're both aware of that talks about traveling. Yes, yes. And one of the key takeaways is that the more you travel with a child with autism that's neurodiverse, whatever, and just uh, neurotypical children, they adapt much more quickly Yes. The I more you travel with them. Agreed in a vacuum. I agree with the statement. I don't want to talk about greed. I agree with the statement. However, if you apply Declan in this moment of his life to that statement. He's three. He's, okay. Let me finish. Okay. Yes, ma'am. He is, for the first time, in an environment where he is finally feeling stable and being heard and developing in a way that is good for him. So he has structure, he has routine. Now, he's gone two and a half weeks without his vitamins. He is now becoming ritualistic. He's now becoming OCD. Um, I ordered food through a drive-thru today and he didn't get to say something to the guy and he begged me to turn to reverse the car and go back. Go back, mom. He wants to restart everything until he gets it right. Like he's in this, this patternistic part of his brain. So you want to usher him through a busy airport with multiple transitions, any escalators, any elevators, any any people walkers. He'd have a blast. All the trains, all the planes, like every little thing. And all the automobiles. That he wants to see, that he doesn't get to see when because he's being taught how to have a choice, that that is going to create a meltdown. And I don't want to be on this trip, so he doesn't have so don't come. a safe parent to run to when he's overwhelmed. So... Yes, he does. I am a safe parent. You are a safe parent. He does parent. great with me. He does do great with you, though. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying he he is not going to want to fall apart in front of you. He wants your approval. He, he does fall apart in front of me. I know that he... Okay, you're talking over all my points. Okay. You're, what you're so I'm not, just making good ones. No, you're not. What you're, what you're distracting yourself from is the quantity of brand new things he's going to see in the day of travel that are all going to be new, that he's going to have to process, that all come back to back to back stacked transitions. And that's before he even gets there. And that's a, that's a plane change. That's a new airport. It's new food. Every one of those things. So he has taken 80% of his capacity for transitions by the time he gets there. And then you've got five to seven days of new people in new places again. You've got five different people you want to go see. He's going to want all of their approvals. He's going to try and mask heavily what his real needs are. And if he doesn't fall apart on the trip or on the way home, he absolutely will by the time he gets home. And I don't have a month off of work to get him through this one. Last time he regressed so badly. The last time we took a, a week-long trip to California, he regressed so badly. And then the next time he will do it less, and the next time he'll do it less. We can't keep him locked up. Let me finish my statement. Go ahead. He regressed so badly that it led to his autism diagnosis. That is what happened. Remember? And I had to cancel your mother's trip and I was the I know. big bad parent. Now, will it take him a month to recover from this one? No, probably not. But he's in he's in hours and hours and hours of therapy every week for a reason. This is not the moment. It's the perfect moment. It's not the moment. He, Let's test this so-called because therapy. Because he's had his toe in the water for what, two weeks? Like 12? No. He needs more time. I don't, I don't agree. I agree that... 
he will be better prepared for this trip. I'd like later. to I, honestly, anyone listening that has a child, I would love to hear your traveling experiences if you have them I, with your artistic children. I would too. I, I do would. you travel with them once and they had a hard time and then you never travel with them again? Because I, that I've is heard not what so happened. many people. That's not what happened. Don't misrepresent his life. I'm just saying. There are so many people that have autistic children. They take them on cruises. They, yes, they take them to resorts. They didn't get, resorts those, they didn't get there overnight. No, that's my point. But you you do it by repetition. But you have to be wise about when you start that process. I agree he needs to go through it. I don't think better. it's right now. I don't think... Why right now? Because you want to go right, right now? now? Because you want to go right now? Because why not right now? Because he's right in the middle of finally finding his stability. You don't take him out of it right now. Yeah, that's when you do it. Okay, I'm sorry. That that's what I'm saying. I, I really just honestly want to throw it out there to everyone listening. I understand. I would like to stability. I'm just, just want to say. I just want to say to people listening. I know they've heard. Yeah. If you have a similar experience, please share it with us. I wish we could take calls right now so everyone could tell you how wrong I am or you are. <laughs> Stability is something that you struggle with because you didn't have a lot of it in a lot of areas when you were developing. And now that you have it as an adult, you overcling to it. And then there's times where you don't really pay attention to it as well. I am telling you, okay. I want, listen, it is in my best interest personally, selfishly to say, hey, take him i would love a week off to just work i could actually work some I hope real shit our son hears this no it's that just you need a vacation i don't need a vacation his love oh my god shut up the deal is <laughs> i am not it is not in my best interest in fact if you go on this trip without him i have to take more time off work i already take a ton of time off work because you know what of his new schedule i'm going by myself I know. And that actually screws me. It screws me because then I have all your nights. I have, it's not, I'm not, it's that it, it, I get screwed by telling you that I don't think he's ready. Let's, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm self advocate. I'm advocating for him because I believe it's the right thing to do for him. I believe that a little further down his journey, he'll be in a great place to go with you for a week. I don't think it's right now. And it, I screw myself do it. Well, it's not right this minute. Tomorrow. Oh, you always do that. It's infuriating. <laughs> Next year. Fuck that. That's way too long. Go without him, but he is not. He cannot be your travel buddy Who right now. Who wants to travel with a four-year-old? I want to party with a three-year-old. You need help. <laughs> I'm getting help. It is. I'm sorry, but at my own expense, I just. It, so are you saying no? I'm saying I don't think he's ready. So can I go with him? The audience wants to know. Okay, fine. <laughs> then no. Wow. Okay. Man, man, that hurts. Look, you'll be a great You know, parent. technically you don't have, neither of us, I don't think, even has the right to say that. Because what if you wanted to take him to Florida to see your mom? Are we talking about a plane? Well, first of all, I had a trip scheduled to florida mm -hmm. and it was three weeks into this new schedule and and therapy and i canceled it because his therapist said absolutely not now let me just preface this when i ran this by his therapist a few days ago and i said this is what's on the table she says mom i'm gonna tell you i wouldn't even say yes to you putting him on a plane and taking him away for for however long 
So it doesn't matter that it's you. It doesn't matter that it's me. It's the physical. We know him better than anybody. Uh, at this <clears throat> point. Yes. Yes. But you don't know his capacities the same way that they do. You see him differently than I see him. I know, but they're literally working. I'm seeing him through the lens of my own experience. But you, you don't see the breakdowns. Okay. Because he hides a lot of his breakdowns from you because he wants so badly to be, you know, he admires you. He just you. behaves differently with I know, both but of us. Da- Dad, I'm telling you, you have got to, you've got to see it through his little eyes. I do. No, you don't. Okay. I disagree. As much as you want him, he also wants you. I disrespectfully he, he, disagree. <laughs> he wants you to be proud of him. You is wrong. He does not show you. If he had it his way, you would never see a meltdown. That's bullshit. He 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 is happy to meltdown. I am able to. I don't know. We we just have different relationships. And I'm telling you, like today, for instance, he came over, or you came over, and all of a sudden, he was like. You're there, and I'm not allowed to do shit. Literally, know, not allowed weird. to change a shitty diaper. Mom has to do it, but I don't want anyone to do it. I don't want it. Like, if you had not come over, and I, I, he must have. You know what? Well, first of all, every time you bring him over, he has a shitty diaper, and so it was kind of fitting that he was shitting. And, and <laughs> but he does that on the walk over because I check his pull up before we leave the house. Okay. So he so now I'm starting to get suspicious when he stops on the stairs. I think he's just stalling cuz he likes it. he does it to me all the time. Is he grunting? Well, he, he does they He hasn't Is had, he like, "Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat?" <laughs> I should have gone home and shit on your sheet. <laughs> Wouldn't you think I'm a girl? Okay. I'm a boy. Look, I'm just Who poops on everything? All right. Um, so, okay, really, we can't go. Okay, that's fine. I guess it's time for News Minute. <laughs> I'm not going to say it all cute this time because I'm pissed. Fair enough. News Minute. There were more shootings over what the past weekend. But honestly, this being a mental health podcast, I've decided that I don't want to ignore them. Uh, but I also don't really want to talk about them. Um, I don't want to bum everyone out every episode. Is anyone doing anything? Is there, are, are there any With the shooting happening every week these days, so let's move on. No. Uh, well, I mean, there are things, yes, of course there are things happening, but is anything, even, is anything really happening? Are no. we even looking at the mental health piece, or are they still looking at guns and ammo, which need to be addressed, believe me. I believe they do. Well, but are we even looking at the mental health piece of it, the emotional health piece of no, it? No, it's, it's, it, it goes, here's the thing. So many other countries, like if you know anything about uh, Australia, they had, yeah, they had um, one of the largest, if not maybe the largest shooting. And they basically were like, this is uh, like uh, Jim Jeffries actually has a really they good. They locked it down. Uh, he's a comedian, Jim Jeffries. Another good one to look up. Mm-hmm. But he, you know, he does a bit about gun control and it's probably one of the smartest bits on gun control I've ever seen. And people look, oh, he's foreign. But he's smart. <laughs> yeah. And he and he's funny and he makes some really good points. You know, 
um, anyway, like I said, I don't want I don't want to get into it. I just don't want to ignore but it. No so one is let's just say that. Let's just say it, no, we're still missing the point. Someone was so angry and emotionally dysregulated that they picked up guns and ammo and hauled it into a place with the intention to harm well, and Rochelle, kill other Well, if you're going to pick up guns, you need ammo. You know what? <laughs> but we're not addressing when how was... that person got to that level of dysregulation that they were ready to take life. Like, why? <sighs> Just saying, when I was in high school, there was a kid that had been expelled from another school. Okay. This was, and when I was in high school, it was a few minutes ago. It was after Columbine, and this kid had been. This is how they. This is how the school dealt with it. He got expelled from his school district, sent to our school district, and there were all these rumors about why this kid had come to our school. And a girl in one of my class, in, in my class, uh, we were this the the guy in question, this young girl, me, and several other oops people were there, and. He was saying something. He was trying to make a point about something. She's like, yeah. Like, whatever he was trying to make a point about, it was like something about the history of Spain. And he was, and she was like, yeah. Um, didn't you try to, like, murder everyone at your school? She just came out and said that? Yeah, because everyone wanted to say something, and she was the one person that had the balls to say something. What did he say? He goes, I did, but I forgot to bring all the bullets. What? Yeah. The true story. And everyone got real quiet, especially the girl who asked the question. I'll bet. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he had he got caught with like, I don't know if he had a gun, but he had like a list of people what? in his bag of like those he was going to shoot. But see, everything. why why aren't we addressing? Okay. Because whatever happened. I'm just saying this is shit has been happening for a long I time. I know, but that's my, that's exactly what you are so angry. And I, I hate. I'm not angry. Oh, my God. I'm not saying Blake. I'm saying you as a generality. If you're that angry to put names on a list, then you have unresolved trauma with those people. But that doesn't mean you go shoot them as the way to deal with it. Like That means that we are missing out on the entire piece of, hey, recognizing that we are feeling this escalated no. way. You, talk, you talk shit about second breakfast. Just bring it back to the beginning of the All episode. Right. I mean, yeah, it's a, but that illustrates the point because because we I I talk to people every single day. I had another client today. I didn't even and she said something really. I've been seeing I've been seeing this a lot where everyone's like I didn't even know I had anxiety and I was like huh I've experienced that in my own family. My own family like oh my gosh I have anxiety and I was like hey you have anxiety like it has become so second nature to live in fight or flight that we take for granted. That it is not safe for anyone to continue living at this high, dysregulated, escalated frame of mind that leaves the amygdala running the brain. There's no cognitive thinking. There's no assessment of life. There's no problem solving skills. There's no emotional processing. We don't emotionally process. We just pick up a gun and shoot someone. I, ugh, that is that that's why i was trying to not I, I didn't want to avoid it but i also didn't want to talk about it and here we are talking about the it. the point is that if we don't take away two things from these stories the first one has got to be that the underlying emotional and mental health that we can do for ourselves is so critical and if you are on the end of 
of your if you're in the the group of people that are spending any amount of time identifying how you think and how you feel and deciding whether you like how you think and you like how you feel and those thoughts and feelings are getting you to a place in life that you like or don't if you're anywhere in that formula you're ahead because you're already part of the group that is going to change the world not the part that's trying to become the headlines in these stories and not the victims but the ones that are just so dysregulated that they walk down that path. I mean, that is. <sighs> I shouldn't have brought it up. I'm trying to move on. Can I move on? Yeah. How would you like to work a four day work week? I work one now. How would the rest of you <laughs> Sorry. like to work a four day work week? I would like to work a five day work week. If you were part of the newly devised pilot program in the UK, you could. Really? For a time anyway. That's right. A think tank in the UK is running a program where 3,300 workers from about 70 different com- companies will be testing out the four-day work week for a period of six months. Oh, nice. The employees... Oops. Hit a button. The employees will work four days a week and still retain 100% of their current pay Good. with the promise of maintaining 100% of their productivity, which just basically shows those other eight hours were just fucking off. That's what I was saying earlier. About One the- company, hold on, stated that their biggest goal with the pilot program is to, quote, improve the mental health. Yes. Because we're talking yes. about mental health. Yes. And well-being of its employees. Yep. Good. Between 2015 and 2019, Iceland, which I'd love to visit Iceland, looks mm-hmm. beautiful. Iceland conducted a similar experiment with 2,500 workers involved in two large trials. Those trials found no corresponding drop in productivity among participants and a dramatic increase in employee well-being. Yes. So does that mean that at 2019, they were like, all right, fuckers, get back to work. Well, I think they were, as I understand, I've been following that study because they're not the only ones to do it. There's been multiple studies that prove that that fifth day of working is what deteriorates the first four days of productivity and that you actually can destroy, that's the wrong word, but you can, you can decrease the longevity of an employee by forcing them into that, that fifth day. Plus, then you've got companies like the last one I was at that lost their freaking minds going like, oh, we require a 50 hour work week. And, and, you know, for, <sighs> frat boys, but they just, it's, they have proven that productivity decreases the longer you're at work. So I'm glad to see us take a global approach to this research. I'll bet you if we hadn't shut the whole planet down with 2020, with everything else that happened, this probably would have been gaining momentum. I, you know, of course, we're going to be the last country to adopt it because... You know, that would yeah, require. these other countries also have health care and other things. Yeah, they have work-life balance. Um, finally, researchers will measure the impact the new working pattern will have on productivity levels, gender equality, the environment, as well as worker well-being. Good. I'm happy to hear this. It's, it's, a, it's a long time coming. The data is out there. The more we prove it, the better we all will be. I mean, even if I sit here and I'm working on my projects at home and I work go for four, three or four hours I find that 
the I've I've learned get up, walk around because the second I disconnect from, I mean, I got to get to a stopping point so I don't lose everything I'm working on. But I disconnect, I walk around, and I get more brilliant ideas. Like oh, and I see it from a different way in my mind, and it actually helps to take those little breaks and not try and you, the brain. You can't just push the brain through. It's not a car you drive on cruise control. The brain doesn't work that way. You know, it's funny. I write these and I always forget that Rochelle's allowed to talk. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Forget you're going to have an opinion. <laughs> I'm like, we're running long here, man. Oh, sorry. We're. And uh, okay. go, go ahead. Keep no, going. I'm done. I'm good. I'm good. good. All right, it's, it's that brings me to pop minute. <laughs> Rochelle. Oh, shit. I even asked you a question of this one. I, I'm afraid. <laughs> Should I take it back? <laughs> talk to the copy. Um, would you say sports news is news news or pop minute news? Good. For the first time in NFL history, there will be a trans cheerleader on the field. Cheering in the 2022-2023 season for the Carolina Panthers will be Justine Lindsay, who won her spot on the cheer squad for her, quote, talent and integrity. According to BuzzFeed, Lindsay said she was happy to break down the door and spotlight trans people on one of the biggest stages for the sports in the United States. I think that you, I think, I think that one fits in both categories. That's really cool to hear. Which categories? I think it's both news and pop minute. Okay. That particular, I mean, especially that story. Should that be like, spoop minute? <laughs> it's snooze, it's news and it's pop, so spoop. There you go. Mariah Carey was in the news this week. Apparently, she's being sued by, for her, sorry, for her 1994, damn it, phone. <laughs> phone keeps <laughs> turning off because I have. All the special things set up. For her 1994 Christmas song, All I Want for Christmas is You, which apparently shares the same song title with a, co- a song co-written by Andy Stone, whose stage name is, no kidding, Vince Vance, which sounds like a character out of Grand Theft Auto uh, something. I would. Uh, there's a guy named Lance Vance. <laughs> so his name is Vince Vance. Um, the complaint states that his song was written five years earlier, got a lot of radio play in 1993. Sarcastically, I say this, as we all remember, the year before Carrie's song was released, and he is seeking $20 million in damages. Something to note is the songs share similarities in title only. That's right. The lyrics and melodies of the songs are completely different. I wish we could play a snippet of both, but I don't want to get sued. But I was thinking about it. I was like, maybe because it's a new segment, we could play a snippet of the song. Well, you're not claiming these songs to be yours. You're, no, you're... I know. But I'm just saying, so maybe I should look that up for future episodes. But they can look it episodes. up, too. Yeah, you could. You could look at them up. Um, look at them up. <laughs> you know, my Italian? <laughs> Selling my stepdad. That's awesome. So this guy is what? Just... How do you he... decide now? Hold on. He's hearing about the song... It came out 28 years ago. Stone, a.k.a. Vince Vance. Uh, sorry, this, this is like his name is so stupid. Accused that I am not a news person. Like, I could never be on the news because I'd be like, Vince Vance, what an idiot. Um, accused the defendants of illegally, here's my favorite part, illegally exploiting his popularity and style. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> which caused confusion by recording the newer song without his permission. It's like as if Mariah Carey somehow came to fame because of him and this song. Like, I didn't even know this song existed until it was performed by a little girl in Love Actually in 2003. Yeah. I didn't know when that song came on in Love Actually that it was even a Mariah Carey song. And then all of a sudden it started playing. See how I said all of a sudden and not all of the sudden? Uh. It started playing on the radio. And now here we are in 2022 and this dude's like, wait a tick. <laughs> I don't understand. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's all I got. Uh, yeah. As far as pop minutes concerned, what do you think about that? I think someone is trying to make some money. That's a reach. Yeah, that's a good way to phrase it. No, I don't think that's legit at all. That's a reach. I think it goes back. I mean, the thing about it is it lacks integrity, and the the biggest part of 2022 is it's almost like you can start to categorize things into two cat I don't want to say people but you can start to categorize life into two groups it's like that with integrity and that without integrity and the thing about integrity is it can be felt you may not know why you don't feel like it's true you may not have like you know all the understanding to go behind it but we can we can feel when something is out of integrity and it just I mean my my reading on that it just feels straight out of it integrity okay but that's all I got. That's cool. Uh, anything else you want to cover? Uh, no, I... Perfect. <laughs> 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 that would be the best way to end the episode. <laughs> I'm Blake. And I'm Rochelle. And we'll be back. Got some new music for you. I don't know what it is yet. I have a bunch of songs I got to play in for Rochelle, and, uh, but you'll hear it right now. Uh, cue the music.